0: Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Dave Johnson, who is the head women's basketball coach at Lakeland Community College in Mattoon, and they just recently won the NJCAA National Championship. So, Dave, first of all, congratulations!
1: Thank you very much.
0: So, I want to talk a little bit uh, about the journey. First of all, I know a year ago, when all the uh, the sports were just stopped immediately. Uh, athletes had the option of of coming back for another year. So did you have some uh, girls on the team this year that would have ordinarily have have graduated and and would have been done a year ago that decided to come back or not?
1: No, we had only three sophomores last year and all three of them decided that, that, you know, it was best for them to move on. They were uh, pretty much, you know, academically, didn't really need another year. So um, they all three moved moved on, but we had um, 10 freshmen last year. Uh, one of them did not come back. She went on to a four-year school, um, a division two school. She had an offer and you know that was probably the best move for her to progress in, in her academic career. So we had nine returners uh, from last year's team. So that's, that's quite a bit at our level.
0: What was your total roster count this year? How many players did you have?
1: We had 13. We had um, three, three true freshmen, and then we had one transfer sophomore from a four-year school in Minnesota.
0: So I know going into every season, every coach is always optimistic. They think, we're going to go to Nationals, we're going to win. So I'm sure you were that way. But as you look back, I mean, realistically, what did you think were the expectations for this group uh, back when you started the season?
1: Well, um, the, the one young lady I talked about that left after her freshman year, uh, that was Carson Fear Day. From Effingham, Illinois, and she was a first-team All-American last year as a freshman, so um, I thought that it might take us a while this year to adjust. She was our leading scorer last year, and um, not that we didn't have other capable scorers, but, you know, she was kind of the girl that took the big shots for us in in certain situations, and uh, so I was a little concerned offensively how we would be um, this year, but I thought we would figure it out by mid-season. So I was hoping by mid-season we would be a pretty strong team. And, and the kids did a great job, and, and we were pretty strong right out of the gate. I think um, we lost to Wabash Valley, uh, a Division One team who made it to the national tournament by just uh, six points at their place. And then we lost to Parkland um, later in the year here at home um, by 10 points. So you know, those were our only two losses. All of our wins up until nation, the national tournament had by been by at least 10 points going into the national tournament. So um, our, our kids were doing a great job of not only winning games, but by distancing themselves margin-wise as well.
0: So talk a little bit, if you would, about that, the recruiting process for the junior college level. because. Uh, you know, a, a Division One College coach, they're going out there looking for the best available players. And uh, you can't really do that because the best available players are probably going to go to a, a Division one four year school. So talk talk about the mindset when you recruit, what you're looking for, and, and how you go about convincing kids to to come to a junior college.
1: well, we we try to recruit within a three hour radius of Matt That's kind of our radius. Um, so you know we we dip into Indiana and down into the St. Louis area, and every once in a while up uh, in the Chicago area. But mainly, we try to recruit Central Illinois really well. We have a lot of good players in Central Illinois that maybe, due to um, just not getting enough exposure, not playing at a bigger school, or maybe just uh, height-wise, they're passed over a little bit by the four-year school. So we really concentrate on those types of players. We've always been very guard orientated here at Lakeland. We play three to four guards at all, at all times. So we've always looked for high quality guards that are versatile. Uh, guards that can shoot, score off the dribble, and definitely guards that can defend multiple positions. Um, so that's kind of how we go about recruiting we really recruit our um, community college district hard. And we're lucky because we have a large community college district. We have several high schools within our district. Um, you know, we have several high schools that have had traditionally great high school basketball in our area. Um, you know, Teutopolis, Effingham, Mattoon, Paris, Pena, Sullivan. You know, those schools have had great girls high school basketball for years. So we really try to uh, recruit our district as well.
0: I am fortunate, I think, from the standpoint, starting in the early 90s, I got to cover quite a bit of junior college basketball, both at Danville Community College and, and Parkland. And so I'm you know, i familiar with the, the caliber of play and the talent. Do you, do you still, though, find the mindset? A lot of people think that junior college is just a glorified high school and, and anybody can go and play there? Because I, I know after watching it, that that's certainly not the case.
1: Yes. Um, we very much um, are, are at a level here at the community college that is, that's a, it's a higher level of basketball than high school. Um, and I think that one of the things that kids have to do is they have to come see you play. Um, that kind of changes their mind because the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, the size of the players. Um, for instance, one of our freshmen this year made a comment. She goes, I did not realize that the pace would be this fast. Um, She goes, that has been really hard for me to adjust to. And she came from a high school program that her senior year won 30 games, only lost one game and made it to the sectional finals. And she was just astonished at the speed and physicality of the game. So I I think sometimes it's not convincing to the player until they actually get here and experience it. Um, We really encourage uh, the kids that are looking at our school to come and watch us play. And this year, obviously it was more difficult, um, but all of our games were live streamed, but sometimes sometimes watching on a live stream is not the same as watching in person. Those are one of the things that we have to get over in recruiting at community college level is is what you're talking about. People think it's just maybe just a little bit better than high school. So
0: talk about having basketball season dur- during COVID. What things were, were different for you this year? What kind of adjustments did you have to make? And Uh, How, how long did it take the the girls to adjust to everything?
1: Well, it was, you know, it was quite different in just in all the precautions that you take for COVID. Um, They they would get daily screened as they came to campus. Uh, They filled out a, filled out a form, their temperature was taken. Once we started playing games, we, uh, Lakeland, we COVID test on Mondays and Thursdays during the, the season. So, our girls were were taking a swab test on Mondays and Thursdays um, as the season went on. And just all the the extra cleaning of, you know, cleaning the basketballs after every practice. Um, For a while there, when um, we were in a certain phase, we were practicing in masks. Now, we ended up, once we got into the season, not having to wear masks in games, but there were quite a few weeks where we wore masks in practice. And that was an adjustment. Um, I had to kind of adjust my practice uh, to that because, you know, obviously the kids were, their stamina was not built up yet to handle that. So that that was quite an adjustment. And just traveling was an adjustment because you're not going to eat inside restaurants or anything like that. So um, a lot of planning ahead, especially for road trips um, that we had not had in previous years.
0: And did you find that some of the road trips were, were shorter? You didn't necessarily make all the trips to places that you might have gone to in the years past, right?
1: Right, yes. We stayed mainly within Region 24. Um, we played all of our games in Region 24. Um, we played all the Division Two schools, um, such as you know, Parkland, Danville, ICC, Lincoln Land. Uh, we played them, both schools twice, and then we played all the Division One schools within Region 24 uh, one time. Uh, Because the NJCA reduced our regular season by eight games from a normal 30 to down to 22 this season.
0: So talk about uh, the the scheduling aspect, because I know a lot of times coaches like to to schedule the toughest teams possible during the year, you know, regardless of whether you might uh, lose a few of those games to help prepare for Nationals. So the fact that you were just playing region 24 teams, even though some of them were Division One, did, did you have some concerns about, you know, how prepared the kids would be going into Nationals?
1: Yes, I did. Because um, in a normal year for us, we're going to play probably five to six different regions throughout the country, and and usually some of the best teams in that region. We try to we try to play teams from the Michigan region. We try to play from Missouri, Iowa regions, as well as uh, south of us like Arkansas and those areas. So we really try to, to get out and play nationally ranked teams. We were very fortunate this year in Region Twenty Four that we had four nationally ranked teams. So we played uh, Parkland twice, actually a third time at Nationals, but twice during the regular season. Uh, They were ranked in the top 10 most of the season. Illinois Central ICC was ranked in the top 10 and Lincoln Land was ranked in the top 15. So we were so fortunate this year to have great competition within region 24 that I think uh, that helped us tremendously going Nationals, but you still have in the back of the mind where are we at compared to the other regions? Because we haven't played outside the region. Um, so that was a concern going into nationals this year. It's just where are we at?
0: you think it helped the mindset a little bit, though? You, you go to nationals, and instead of a whole bunch of teams you've never seen, you've got Parkland there that you've played. You've got ICC there. I mean, so two, two of the opposing schools at nationals are ones that you were very familiar about. Did that kind of help uh, maybe the confidence level?
1: I, I do think it helped our kids. When, when – uh, you know, we won our first round game, and then uh, well, Parkland had already won their first round game before we played. We won our first round game, and then uh, Illinois Central won their first round game. And our kids are like, "Well, three of the top eight teams are from our region." So they, I think, after the first day, they they felt a lot more confidence, and uh, and obviously it helped us in preparation uh, playing Parkland in the semifinal because. That was not a new team to prepare for. We had already played them twice. We had a really good understanding of, of, you know, how they were going to play and and their players. So I think that was a huge help for us.
0: You've taken, I believe now, four teams to nationals. How did this team compare to to the others that had had gotten there? Um,
1: I I think all four teams in itself were outstanding. Uh, For example, The first team I took the Nationals, I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of the players, had the Lindsey twins from Bismarck Henning on that team. And that was a tremendous offensive team, Uh, very explosive offensively. Uh, This team was really balanced. We were a strong offensive team and a strong defensive team. And um, I probably have had better offensive teams than this year but I don't know that I've had a better balanced team on both ends of the court. Um, we really defended well, as, as you can tell by the, the scores in the national tournament, two of the four games in the national tournament, the other, our opponent didn't score 50 points. So um, I would have to say by far, this was, was one of my best defensive teams. And, um, and you're fortunate in that because to be very consistent defensively gives you a chance to win every game. Um, we had a poor shooting day, um, our second game at the national tournament, but we survived because we played such good defense.
0: So talk a little bit about the, the benefits of going to nationals and in this case winning. Is that something that helps the recruiting, do you think? Or do you think people will look at that? Some of them that maybe were borderline and think, well, gosh, I don't know if I can play at that level. So, I mean, is, is, it, a, is it a good thing or does it maybe hold back some girls?
1: Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a great thing in that it gives us recognition uh, around the country. Um, I think the most important thing, what, what's interesting is that in a normal year, you, you would have played the national tournament in mid-March. And um, this year being mid to late April, we had already um, gotten most of our commitments for next year. So I don't know that we'll see the, the influence of this year until – the following year with the, the 2022 graduates, um, just because we were pretty much done recruiting for next year, even before we went to the national tournament. Um, I know it excited our incoming freshmen quite a bit for next year. Um, at the same time, I think that it's probably going to put a target on our back and we're you know obviously going to get everybody's best shot uh, next year. So uh, it's kind of a double edged sword in that aspect. It's certainly going to be a benefit for us i think in recruiting in the next few years
0: so you know in terms of the of the roster i mean you have almost maybe not constant turnover but you have frequent turnover because at most you're going to have the the girls there for two years so um you know whereas a four-year school can maybe take somebody they'll say well we're red shooting for a year and then maybe they'll they'll learn and then maybe by the third year they'll be ready to help well by the third year your girls are going to be gone so you, you kind of have to get people that can come in and, and you know, play or at least contribute uh, pretty quickly, don't you?
1: Yes, um, that's one thing. Um, the word project, if you take a player on that you would consider a project, um, that can be difficult because you're not gonna have enough time uh, really to develop them in those two years that you would at a four year school. Uh, we really look for kids that are, who we think are, are game ready to play We also, um, the the two most important months for us are September and October in basketball. Um, We do a lot of individual work in September. We're limited to eight hours a week uh, working with the student athletes in September by NJCA rules because October 1 is our official start of practice. But in September, we give them a lot of drills to do, a lot of individual work, a lot of skill work that... um, most of our kids really buy into and that really helps us and then in October we really work on the team aspect of putting things together, learning our offenses, learning our defensive schemes and those two months are so important at our level um, because that way the freshmen are hopefully ready in November when we start playing games.
0: Talk a little bit about your, your background and your, your interest in coaching. Uh, I know you've, you've been coaching for a long time. Your, your sister, Susan Kentner, has been a longtime coach uh, over at Bismarck Henning. Uh, so were these interests that, that you had as, as a young child, or is it some kind of a passion that developed a little later?
1: Well, um, I think it started pretty young. Um, my dad was a was, – my mom and dad were very much into athletics. Um, my dad actually played minor league baseball in the Chicago White Sox organization. And, and so athletics were, were huge in our family. And like growing up, I played football, baseball, basketball, ran track. Um, my sister was, was an excellent track uh, athlete and, and went to state many times in high school. So we were always in athletics. And about seventh grade, um, you know, I, I realized I, I didn't want to be a farmer like my dad. Uh, my dad was a farmer and and that that was great and 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 i have a lot of respect for farming but i knew that wasn't what i wanted to do so i kind of started leaning toward becoming a teacher and a coach as early as seventh grade and um my older sister as you mentioned susan uh, went into teaching and coaching and she's uh, five years older than me and so i kind of saw her going into it when i was in high school and then right when i started college and I, I just, that was kind of the track I wanted to go. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think the, the kind of the best thing that shows, I always tell people I'm going to school every day. I'm not going to work. I'm going to school. I, I just enjoy teaching and coaching so much that um, I never have really considered it to be work. It's, it's just something that you do. You go to school every day. Um, but my sister had a big influence on me. We talk a lot. Um, you know, she'll call me or, or she called me probably 20 minutes after we won the national championship. Um, it's just we've shared a lot of things in coaching. Um, we're, I, I actually think we're really close in career wins. Uh, she brought that up the other day that she thought I was going to pass her in career wins, that she might have to come out of retirement to, uh, <laughs> to catch it. But, um, you know, we've always been a sounding board for each other. She's um, been a great help to me um you know I, I really value her opinion and her, her advice and um you know we've been really involved in each other's careers
0: how many years for you now at, at Lakeland
1: i just finished my 23rd year at Lakeland
0: so so talk about the, the longevity there because a lot of times i mean you, you think naturally you know a junior college might be a, a starting point and, and a stepping stone to something else so what was it that that you liked about it, the appeal that, that kept you there as opposed to you know, trying to move up the so-called ladder?
1: Well, um, to, be, to be quite honest, this was not where I thought I would be when I started at Lakeland. Um, my wife and I sat down and I kind of had a five-year plan. I wanted to be at Lakeland five years and I wanted to move up. But then um, I really enjoyed all aspects of community college coaching and teaching. Um, it gave me a balance I wasn't just a coach I wasn't just a teacher I, I did both um, and our first son was born Davis was born uh, my second year here and um, I think that kind of led us to grow more roots here in the matching community and then after five years my wife and I kind of talked about like you know maybe this would be where we would want to stay um, and, and things were going well for us basketball wise we had already made a trip to the Nationals and we were winning 20 games a year. And I really liked the opportunity to still be heavily involved in my son's activities. Um, I have three sons. They're all big into athletics. Like right now, they're all playing baseball. One at the college level, one at the high school level, and one um, is a eighth grader playing travel baseball. And so I still get to see him play all the time. And I don't know that I would have that opportunity had I moved up to the four-year level and I just didn't want to miss out miss out on that. Um, the, the two most important things to me have always been family and, and then you know my job, and uh, so I get to enjoy both. And I don't know that if I'd moved up, I would have had that aspect. And I think once I became a head coach, I didn't really want to go back and be an assistant anymore. Um, I think that would have been the path I would have had to take him to get to the Division One level. And I I just really didn't wanna do that because I thought that would be difficult to do with my family. And I would miss out on a lot of my son's activities. My wife teaches here at Lakeland as well. Um, So it's just kind of become a big part of our family, the Lakeland community. Um, I was fortunate all three of my sons were able to make it out for uh, the last two days of the the national tournament. So they were there when we won the national championship. And that that was a pretty cool moment to share with my wife and my three boys you know
0: one of the things you mentioned was the fact that you you go to school every day and you know you're, you're involved with the education as well as the teaching so uh, coaching i mean some coaches might say that's not an advantage they want to be able to devote full time to, to coaching and not have the other distractions but for you do you find that 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 works pretty well to to have that balance
1: yeah i, I think it helps me tremendously um I get an opportunity to uh, meet a lot of great students here at Lakeland. Um, I meet a lot of the other athletes uh, that are on other teams by having them in class. And um, I think that's just really enriched my opportunity here and and just um, the overall environment for me here at Lakeland. And it it does like, um, I teach mainly in the morning and then I have my afternoons to prepare for practice. And then we we typically practice mid-afternoon um, so it's plenty of time for me. I watch a lot of film at home. Um, and actually my sons watch a lot of film with me and they'll, they'll give advice. They're, they're pretty open with their advice, um, on what I should do and who I should play. Um, so it, it's just really become kind of a, a good fit for me. I think if I weren't teaching, I'd overthink things in basketball, too much time to think about things. Um, you know, it might help with recruiting. I have more time. But um, I think for me, it's it's been a really good balance and it, it, it kind of keeps you uh, grounded on what you're doing.
0: What has been the reaction around the Coles County area in terms of coming back with the national championship? Has it been what you expected or, or even
1: more? I think it's it, it's been tremendous. But, um, we've always gotten a great support here at Lakeland, but, um, you know, I um, I went in the other day to a store, and almost every person in that store came up to me and congratulated us. And and there were so many people here when we got back late Sunday evening um, from North Carolina. They had a reception for us. Um, lots of parents, lots of community members, uh, lots of members of other teams here at Lakeland, our administration. Um, it, it, so it's it's just been we've been received tremendous. Um, applause from the people in our area. Um, They're gonna have a little uh, celebration for the team this week uh, here at the school. You know, obviously COVID has limited some of the things we can do, but um, I would say we've gotten definitely a a great response from our community.
0: Well, again, Dave, congratulations. I've pretty well covered my questions, unless there's anything else uh, you would like to add.
1: No, I just appreciate you having, having me on. I, I always enjoy talking about basketball and uh, our program at Lakeland. Thank you very much for that opportunity.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, uh, and best wishes to you. Thank you. Take care.